0: What's happening? Welcome back to the show. I went 8-8 eight and eight on my picks over the weekend. It was a bloodbath. I had three underdogs. Only one of them came through for me. I knew I could count on Arizona. The Patriots laid an egg. So I already looked like a fool for saying how good they were going to be. Not sure what to say about the Packers, though. Jesus. Aaron Rodgers looked pitiful. 15 of 28 with two picks. They got blown out by the Drew Breesless Saints, 38 to 3. They never even smelled the end zone. Jameis Winston throws for only 148 passing yards, but chucks five rocks into the end zone. How do you let that happen? It's embarrassing. I'll tell you the first thing that popped into my mind. Rodgers, you know, he wanted to be traded in the offseason. Wasn't getting along with the general manager, but the team wouldn't do it. So he said, okay, I'll play. Shows up to camp. But this is what you're going to get from me. Shit. He was the MVP of the league last year. So you know he's not coming out throwing goose eggs. But yeah, that's what what it looks like you're going to get for not trading him. I could be wrong here, but it certainly looked that way to me. We lost a legend yesterday, Norm Macdonald. Passed away at 61. He'd been battling cancer for like 10 years, but he kept it very private. His humor was just really dry, which is one of those things I liked about him. He could get up there and just completely bomb, accept it, and just keep going. He was relentless, like a bulldog. He'd keep telling jokes until he got you to laugh. Never let his misses get in the way, you know? He'd just keep on telling jokes. Like actors pass away and it makes you sad, but when you lose like comedians, it just feels different for me because, you know, they could stay funny for years and when we lose people that make us laugh, it really feels like we're losing something essential. So yeah, okay. So I should preface what I'm about to say with this. I don't brag, okay? I don't like to talk about my accomplishments very often because I just, modesty is something I feel more comfortable with. But I want to tell you that last Friday, I golfed the best round of my life. I can't explain it. There was no rhyme or reason to it. I can only say it was I felt locked in and that it happened at this course that I've been golfing consistently with a group of friends of mine who uh, I've been close you know, with these people for like over 25 years. So they let me into their group not knowing what kind of golfer I was. And we've been doing this for the better part of the calendar year. And I feel like I can be myself around them. You know, I love these people and they're very supportive of me. But prior to last Friday, I had taken a couple weeks off of golf, you know, and I showed up ready to swing the sticks. I just, I don't know, I just had a clear head and I proceeded to shoot 11 over par for the entire round, including two birdies, which should have been three if I hadn't been so cocky. But this has been a long process, an investment of, you know, money and time, but... It has taught me about focus and how mentally zeroing yourself out can completely bring the best in you. It's crazy. I talk a lot about golf here and I thought about it. I think the reason why I do is because golf is kind of a parable for life. It's a precision sport. Your goal is to take something that's just over one and a half inches in diameter and put it into something. That is four and a quarter inches in diameter, in three, four, or five strokes, from distances in hundreds of yards from where you start. It's a lot like sex, just more stressful, not nearly as romantic, but something you do in the afternoon and your friends cheer for you when you put it in the hole. (laughs) Think about it. Both sex and golf can contain a lot of pressure, excitement, joy, frustration, and a sense of accomplishment, if you do it right. But, you know, unlike sex, you know, if your golf game takes you too many strokes to get in the hole, you tend to yell, throw a fit, and make up new curse words. So, a lot of people like golf, but more people like sex. But sink in a birdie putt, man. That gives you gratification unlike anything you'll ever experience. I'm starting to realize, look, I'm getting old. Perhaps I'm sharing too much. But that's what this podcast is about, sharing too much. So there you go. A birdie putt might just be better than sex. I said that. Fuck it. Like therapy has taught me a lot of stuff, I mean, so many things. But and meditation brings me back down to earth. But I think golf is one of those things that has grounded me more than anything else could have. Like a lot of you know, you know the stuff I've been through, where I come from. I mean, golf is just another form of, you know, mental Like therapy for me. It's taught me discipline, honesty, modesty, how to stay inside of my head. Anyone who doesn't golf doesn't realize just how rewarding it is. It's a cruel sport, okay? It can make you feel inadequate, like you're talentless. Like, look, I'll more than likely golf like shit this Friday, but it doesn't matter. It'll keep me humble if I do, really. I just know that I've learned more about myself through golf than a lot of other things. and I'm proud of myself whenever I grow mentally. Nothing has helped me grow in between these two ears more than that sport. And I know my friends are listening to this. So, look, I would just say to them that I appreciate them. I appreciate the fact that they they put up a fact now that I take God only knows how long to tee off, to hit my fairway approach shots, and definitely my putts. I used to be one of these guys that would grip it and rip it. Now, man, I just, I calm myself down. I I think I sit over the ball for like 30 seconds now. Just takes me that long to rest my brain because I'm a little fucked up. But it's helping me. Golf is helping me get better and become more peaceful. So, man, what an investment. Okay, enough with the serious shit. Let's get to the poop jokes. Jeebus. You know, I love people. I love getting out, even if it's just, you know, to go to the grocery store, just being around people. And for the record, the best time to visit Trader Joe's is on Sunday night. If you need a pro tip, I swear to you, that is the time the most attractive people are shopping at that store. Don't ask me why. It's true. Try it sometime. Anyway, I don't know why I brought that up. Anyway, um, so I'm in the store on Monday. I'm getting some shit for dinner. It's going to be an early night, you know, Monday night football all that stuff. So I go down this aisle and there are these two other women in there, one with a cart. I don't know what the other woman was in there for, maybe just to keep her company. And I couldn't place her accent, but she was talking. Maybe Middle Eastern or something, I don't know. She's talking about this other woman that they know and she's upset. She says, she is so rude to me. She told me I have can on toe, can on my toe. I say, what is this crazy you're saying? I have no can on my toe. She says, no, your pants, you have can on toe. I say, you're being so crazy. I I have no can on toe. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm thinking to myself, I know what she's talking about. She's probably, this woman was wearing pants that were too tight. And she was trying to tell her she had camel toe. You know, moose knuckle. Completely lost in translation. But this is the kind of shit I live for. Conversations like that. And this other woman, she just like she's not even listening to her. This completely irrelevant shit. None of my business. But I love to eavesdrop on it. I got down the next aisle, just started laughing to myself. <laughs> and I have to remind myself to write this shit down when I get home so I can talk about it on the show. Or I'll forget it. You see, guys can't do this shit. We can't point out that you have camel toe. Alright? That's gross, it's inappropriate. You know, it means we were staring at your crotch. Like, we can look at your ass or your chest, but we can't comment on that either. Telling a woman that she's rocking a solid moose knuckle, that's going to get you slapped in the face. The only time men can compare to this is when we're wearing Lycra shorts or pants. There's a few Twitter accounts out there that do, like, pro cycling humor. From time to time, they'll post a picture of a dude on the podium who either won a stage or a jersey And you'll see the complete outline of their junk in their shorts. And I don't think women care to see that. I don't Maybe some do. I don't know. I'm not a chick. I just, I I think we never run into that problem in general. You just don't want to get, you know, you don't want to go getting a boner when you're wearing skinny jeans, unless you're into that. Like Chuck, he told some funny jokes in his day. One of his funniest is this. What are two words you should never say in a men's restroom? Nice dick. Okay, got that out of my system. Really buried the lead on that golf talk, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I get together with my neighbors every Friday night. We catch up on our weeks. And they're near retirement. Look, I think, I, think, I think they're all retired, but one's still working. But there's always something going on with these people. So one pair of them, now they're retired. They like to see their family, They you know, spend time with their grandkids, go on vacations with them and stuff, and they'd been gone for like a month. So last Friday, they start to tell me this story. They took their grandkids with them on a cruise somewhere around Cancun, I think. Now let me say up front, I cannot stand the idea of going on a cruise ship, being stuck on a boat for a week or longer, having to sit with people you don't know, maybe you don't care to know, they're not my age They're not into the things I'm into because I'm not into cruise ships, for one thing. And there are all these problems with these things. You know, either the boat breaks down, it hits really bad weather, takes on water, or the plumbing system breaks and there's shit everywhere, or there's an outbreak of some kind on the boat. I mean, these horror stories were coming out one after the other for a while. And yet people continue to get on these cruises. So, okay, so... They're on this cruise with their grandkids, and they decide it would be fun to take them on a pontoon boat. I guess they'll take like 20 guests at a time on this boat, and they take them to this nearby island for the afternoon. Sounds like fun. So they're on this pontoon boat with a captain driving, and they got four other staffers to help out with everything. So it just so happens that Hurricane Ida was in the area, and no one bothered to check the weather forecast, I guess, because, you know, hey, cruise ships. Not very reliable sometimes. And so the water gets super choppy, like a really heavy wake. Well, lo and behold, they're looking around. No one thought to put life preservers on the boat, like nothing. Not even some floatable seat cushions, which I have to tell you is a violation of maritime law. Any floating vessel in the ocean, by law, has to have a personal flotation device for each person on the vessel. That's just the law, okay? But think about the fact that there are children on this boat in the middle of the fucking ocean with rough seas and a hurricane, you know, around the corner. So everyone's freaking out. The kids are crying. My neighbor, she she's talking to her grandkids. She's crying. She's telling me, she's, she was telling them that if she never sees them again, she just wants them to know that she loves them. Really dramatic. The staff was crying. Everyone on the boat, other than this 30-year-old kid who's driving this piece of shit, is balling their heads off. And the wind is blowing right at them. And this kid's just trying to go full gas into the wind, trying to cut through it. Because if you let that wind catch you sideways, it's going to tip you over and everybody's going to die. But this boat is not budging. So at this point, he's just trying to get them back to the ship. Forget about the island, okay? No pun intended, but that ship has sailed. So he needs to get them back to safety. Finally, the wind dies down just enough. And this kid gets them back to the boat. And I'm just like, I'm exhausted from hearing this story. You know, I'm not a litigious person at all. But you know that someone is going to sue this company for emotional distress. At the very least, they should pay a fine for not packing life preservers. That's just ridiculous. And I understand that grandparents want their grandkids to have a fun summer. But outside of the memories of that, which they're more than likely going to want to forget... It's going to be nothing but nightmares for the rest of their young lives. I don't want to tell people what to do, but after an experience like that, how could you ever want to get on a cruise ship again? Like you've heard all the stories, right? People stranded sometimes. Sometimes they've got to get off the boat in a foreign country and then, you know, get flown back home. So you're like stuck at an airport in a foreign country that you don't even have a passport for. Just a complete fucking disaster. Jaden has 1 dollar bill, one quarter and two pennies. How how much money, how much money does he have? Jaden broke. <laughs> so Apple held their annual iPhone event yesterday. They announced the new iPhone 13, new Apple Watch, some iPads. I never miss this event, you know, usually I'll if I can't watch it live, I'll catch the replay. But I can tell you in all honesty, this was one of the dullest events ever. No real earth-shattering announcements, to be honest. The only thing that seemed cool, outside of a macro feature in the Pro version, and their fastest processor yet, as, as if they'd ever make a slow one. Oh, and a larger battery. Uh, they had this new feature in the entire 13 lineup called Cinematic Mode for video. And they were making a pretty big deal out of this. Basically what it is, and it's pretty cool. It's, it's automatic rack focusing, which is something that takes a lot of planning and skill if you're doing this, you know, with an actual camera. But usually when you're shooting like a motion picture or something, it's done by a focus puller, basically the cinematographer's first assistant. If you don't know how any of this works, like Panavision or RB Flex cameras don't use autofocus. It's done manually. So the focus puller's responsibility is to maintain the camera lens's focus on whatever subject or action is being filmed. And pulling focus means that you're changing the lens's focus distance to the moving subject's physical distance from the plane of the camera where the film sits against the gate. So the focus puller may need to shift focus from one subject to another within the frame, as the director, you know, was asking you to do. In the filmmaking industry, it's called rack focusing. And the new iPhones have this feature built in now. So if you shoot in cinematic mode, you select your main subject and the secondary subject in the background. And using machine learning, it will rack focus automatically for you. Very cool feature. But here's the thing. This already exists in current iPhones. You just have to do it manually. Like if you frame your shot, focus on the subject you want to highlight first, start recording... Whenever you want to switch to the other subject, either in the foreground or the background, you just click on that subject on your screen, and your phone will autofocus to that area. The difference between doing it this way with older phones compared to this new you know, iPhone 13 is probably focus time. I think the 13, because of its new processor, is going to focus quicker. It just takes some patience in planning. But you can replicate this feature with older phones. I just... I didn't understand why they were making this such a big deal. I realized that they didn't have a whole lot to add. I mean, these phones can only do so much. I mean, how much better are they going to get? And I'm sorry if I'm getting technical here, but cinematography and photography, it's, you know, it's my jam. I'm into this shit. Also, if you shoot professional videos with an iPhone, which apparently people are doing now, the new iPhone 13 Pro line features 4K ProRes video output. That's industry standard for motion pictures and commercials. So Apple seems to be getting close to creating a professional-use camera with their phones using computational photography, which I'm sure is probably pissing a lot of people in the industry off because it's a goddamn phone. And if you're going to shoot professionally, you drop a coin on an actual camera, get some nice lenses, some decent glass, high-end audio gear, get an Avid deck, and make your movie like everybody else. You show up to a shoot with an iPhone in your hand, everyone's going to laugh at you. If you're Catherine Bigelow or Steven Soderbergh, they're not going to care. You've proven yourself already. But if you're a novice filmmaker and you show up with a phone in your hand, no actor's going to take direction from you. (laughs) I'm not saying you can't make movies with these things, because you can. I just wonder what Apple's angle is here. Are they trying to slowly creep into the filmmaking industry? Because I'm not saying it can't be done right? It's getting done. I'm sure that student filmmakers are having a heyday with this shit. You can get a handheld Steadicam for the iPhone for under 200 bucks. Use one of these phones with one of those, sync external audio, you know, via simpty and then use a, a decent video editing deck, you know, Avid or Final Cut, Premiere, whatever you have. You can make a full film. I just don't understand if they're trying to go beyond that. If they, if they are, they should just say so. But I'm telling you, grandma, she doesn't give a shit about 4K ProRes or cinematic mode. And she just wants to post pictures of her grandkids on Facebook. And hey, maybe I'm out of the loop on this. Or maybe it just died down. But is there still this big obsession with bacon? I don't see it like I used to. I remember about 10 years ago, everyone started going batshit over bacon. Bacon everything. Bacon mac and cheese bacon ice cream, bacon soda, bacon-scented condoms, all kinds of stupid crap. I was curing and smoking pork bellies to make bacon for a long time. I was going to go into business doing it. I was getting serious. I was looking for a local farm that I could buy you know, pork bellies from, where I could source. I was looking for a space to rent, where I could cure and smoke, the whole thing. It was intense. So I remember when this bacon craze was full-throttle, I'd get all kinds of gifts from people. Bacon cookbooks, bacon-flavored breath mints, shit like that. And everything smelled like Band-Aids. It's true. Think about it. Try to duplicate the scent of smoke. That's Band-Aids. It was a crazy time. I eventually stopped eating bacon for a while. For a long time, actually. I just got sick of it. And it's really not that healthy to consume that shit, you know? I remember visiting with this woman I know. She was trying to lose weight, so she got on Weight Watchers. And you know how that works, right? They count points. So you're allowed X number of points per day, and you can just look up the things you want to eat and make sure you don't overdo it on points. So I'm sitting with her. I'm asking her how it's going. Does it look like she's losing some weight? She says, I love it. Yesterday, I ate almost an entire pound of bacon. I'm like, what the fuck? How can you do that when you're trying to lose weight? She's like 60 points and I don't want to be a douchebag, you know, but I told her, do you really think that's healthy? That much bacon? She said, sure. As long as I don't overdo it on points, but these fucking diets, I mean, they they should have a nutritionist running the stuff. Any of them. This Atkins diet was the real killer. Just cut out carbs, eat all the protein you like. You'll lose weight. And it worked. They were right. Carbs turn into fat. If you don't exercise. And the only way to burn off fat is to use it as an energy source. But dude, holy shit. I saw people on these diets, all they ate was protein. Bacon, steaks, ham, pork chops, whole chickens, nuts up the wazoo. Not a fucking vegetable in sight. Zero. Not even a salad. I'm like, hey, won't kill you to add a couple carrots to that plate. Maybe some Brussels sprouts or something. Nope. Can't stand vegetables. Meat caveman well guess what and I'm not making this shit up this wannabe caveman now his carotid artery is 95% blocked doctor wants to open him up put a stent in there and this is a guy who will argue about everything to anyone 9-11 was an inside job shit like that he tells the doctor I think I'm going to try to fix this with diet doctor's telling him look that would have worked 7 years ago not now And this is the same doctor that kept telling him to get off the Atkins diet. He said it was the unhealthiest of all diets. He wouldn't listen. So guess what? It's surgery or you're going to have a chunk of plaque or something break off, shoot to your brain and kill you. The word diet is stupid. Nutrition plan, that's what you want. And make it a way of life. Not something you do just to lose weight. Because when you go on these diets, you're just going to put it back on if you don't. But eat what you want, but make it mostly plants, you know, and get at least 30 minutes of exercise a day, even if it's just a walk. I know broken record. People don't get it, man. Eat healthy, move around a little and stop with this goddamn bacon. Then there's turkey bacon, which, you know, Don't even, I'm going to get myself riled up here. I should just drop it. Oh, the Met Gala. Do you see any of the photos from that? Like fashion has always been a little wacky. But the photos that basically took over my Twitter feed yesterday morning. Oh there was something else. AOC was wearing a dress that said tax the rich on it. I thought oh, it's kinda dumb to be wearing something like that there, since only rich people attended. Not sure what she was thinking. The best one was Kim Kardashian. She wore this black dress that covered her entire body including her face and head. I'm serious. Dumbest fucking thing I saw all week, and trust me, I I saw a lot of dumb shit. This thing went right over her head, tied off in a knot. She's trying to walk up these stairs. People are racing to her to help her so she didn't fall down, which I wish she had because it would have been the best entertainment in a month. She looked like a terrorist from the PLO at the Munich Olympics in the 70s. (laughs) All she needed was an AK Her costume would have been complete. Oh, man, I don't understand fashion, like at all. You remember when Bjork showed up at the Oscars? She was wearing a dress that looked like a swan. Like it literally had a a head of a swan draped over her shoulder. Like the hell is that? Who's going to go to a party in a dress like that? And that's all I got for the week. Thanks for listening, hanging in there with me. Have a great week, great weekend. Until next time, my name is Phil. This has been Iname. Cheers.